Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, yes, here we are. Here we are with the second hour on Tuesday here, and we're into the afternoon edition. And, uh, Kenny, as we go along, as this show Sound Off goes along over the years, our Friday uh, ritual of playing taps for men and women in the Northland who have worn the uniform, may have even gone to combat, gone to war, but not necessarily just, you know, put themselves out there for the um, for the purpose of being part of the military. Uh, when they pass away, this is becoming more and more of a given thing. People look at this segment of the show as a great way to memorialize their loved ones, their husbands, wives, uh, friends, relatives, whatever. And I think you have another name. Now, is this the first name this week or is this the second one? It seems to me we might have had one earlier. Did we? Yes. Uh, yesterday uh, we talked about uh, a frequent caller to this program who passed away. That's right, yes. Donovan. Yes. Donovan George Goblish, 82, of Gilbert, a U.S. Army National Guard. And today I got a call from Alan. And Alan asked if we would remember his dad at TAPS, Terrence Claremont. Terrence Claremont, 92 years old, Brad. U.S. Wow. Army veteran of uh, the Korean War. Two bronze stars. He was from wow. the, Yeah, he was from the Bemidji area originally. He passed away on the 4th of February. Burial is this Saturday. Uh, he was a mechanic. He owned an Amico station in North Holm. And uh, Terrence Claremont, U.S. Army veteran, 92, his son, Alan, asked if we would remember him, and we certainly will. Well, we will certainly do that. Yeah, you know, when you mentioned that he had uh, two two bronze stars, uh, you know, today I understand that they kind of give them out just for being a good good soldier. Uh, but, boy, back then... That was a uh, that was for bravery. That was for doing something above and beyond the call of duty. Uh, you were stepping out and really putting yourself at risk. So, absolutely, we'll do that. You know that brings to mind, Kenny. Um, the other night, I'm sitting here watching and I'm looking for something on TV. This might have been Monday night, even. I'm looking for something to watch on TV, and I'm flipping around, and I come to this uh, to some channel. It was like uh, Turner Broadcasting or something, and they're playing. Flags of our fathers. Have you have you ever seen that one from start to finish? Uh, no, I, I don't. Oh my God! Give me a refresher on the movie. Well, th- this was the one that was uh, written. Uh, well, not written, but uh, they used the uh, book from uh, Bradley, who was one of the Medal of Honor recipients. Uh, one of the, well, one of the guys that raised the flag at Mount Sarabachi during the Battle of Iwo Jima. Bradley was a, uh, that was his last name, uh, James Bradley, I think it was, and he was a corpsman, um, and, and he tended to all of those Marines that got shot and killed and wounded and blown up and everything else uh, during the Battle of Iwo Jima, as, as well as a couple of other battles, and the, the, the movie was, uh, was directed and produced by um, Clint Eastwood. Now he didn't star in it. Uh, it was he, he. This was one of his production ads, and it was top of the line. And uh, it it was from the point of being young Marines in uh, in the service at that time and landing, preparing for going ashore, going into that battle, losing so many of your good friends, and and some of the terrible, excruciating things that happened. And it all was based on the book by James Bradley. 
uh, Brat James was the son of, and I, I don't remember exactly, Kenny, if James was the dad or or maybe they were one and the same. Maybe the son was named James as well. But the son wrote the book after his dad passed away. His dad had been, uh, you know, a great father, typical father from the from that area of time, forties, fifties, sixties. He knew his dad had been in the war. But he didn't think anything big thing about it because his dad never talked about it until his dad was uh, was dying. And then he went out in the garage or and found uh, his dad's sea bag in a box that had some of the things that his dad had brought back uh, from the war with him. Dog tags from guys he had treated and, and who had died. Uh, pictures. Uh, Lots of other stuff, memorabilia, his own uniforms and canteens and all kinds of things. And he and and some of them were his dad's notes and recollections of what had happened on certain days and who he had treated and what had happened to them. And so then he went to his dad uh, before his dad passed away. His dad was in the throes of dying and his dad came to and was loosened enough just for a very short period of time. And his dad uh, said something to him, something to the effect that, uh, you know, my only regret in life, son, is I wish I had been a better father to you. I wish I had been more involved. But it was because of experiences in my life that uh, I really didn't know how to get close to you. I didn't, I didn't get close to people. And his son by then knew what his dad had been through and actually found his dad's Navy cross in an envelope tucked in the bottom of this stuff out in the Jeez. garage. And, uh, and of wow. course, the Navy Cross is the second highest award for heroism that you can get. And uh, so he, he, uh, he, he, of course, got up close to his dad and said, Dad, you couldn't have been a better dad. You were the best dad there was. You, you, don't, you may not think you were, but you were. And it was just, uh, it was such well, a moment. It was just, yeah. yeah, just, yeah. Well, I'm sitting here reading about it here. It gets a high internet uh, movie database rink, and it came out in 2006. And this is definitely one that I'm going to want to check out, Brad. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, I got to tell you, if we can ch- uh, shift gears here, we have uh, we have Jim Stuckel from Tortoise and Hare Footwear at 40th Avenue West in Grand. And I got to tell you, Brad, I think he's getting ready for Grandma's. At least, Jim, you sounded like you were uh, panting. I, I was shoveling. <laughs> I think he said shoveling. Yeah, yeah, if you're not running around these neck of the woods, you're shoveling. Okay. <laughs> now, Jimmy, I want to know when you go out and shovel, do you wear those bugs? I do. I do. It's, I figured uh, you would. I figured yeah, you did. Yeah. I I can't afford to slip and fall, so I'm I'm definitely I'm not only preaching it, but I'm but I'm doing it too. So uh There you go. It's a way to stay safe and you know, and then when I I, I get out several times a day and you know, the other one is hiking with my two best friends and if I have to put them on leash <laughs> it's always <laughs> exciting. <laughs> they like to pull, so uh yeah. They, they have no control. Well, there was a, I don't know if you saw it or not, but there was a pretty big story in the Duluth News Tribune here just a week or so ago about trying how to how to avoid falling and how this is, uh, falling is like the number one thing that uh, really uh, has a terrible impact on people in the Northland in the winter. And it showed a young guy who had fallen on his driveway and, and uh, talked about some of the experiences they've had in some of the... Uh, uh, emergency rooms where people have come in with broken collarbones and, and busted up knees and all kinds of things. It's just, it's something that with the proper equipment like these bugs, you can avoid some of that stuff. 
Absolutely. And that's, you know, we've talked about cheapest insurance policy in the world is, is are those uh, ice bugs. And the other thing is a lot of times we just sit in the house rather than getting out. And this gives oh, you yeah. confidence to get out and, and do things that are really great in the, in the wintertime. So, you know, it's, it's one of the things we have that can make life a little bit better. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, but in the meantime, you know, Kenny might have been kidding a little bit, but you're, you're, you're kind of always in the uh, Grandma's Marathon moda. I know people have signed up for it already, registered for it. They're starting their training. Um, I guess it's a year-round thing, isn't it? It, it, it is, you know, and, and people who are really into the marathon are, are just, you know, they're about getting into it right now. You know, some will start training in you know, the last week of February or so, but they usually want 12 to 16 weeks to get really ready. Um, It used to be like, (laughs) I think before people started uh, creating systems or more systems that would get ready for six months. But, you know, people run all the time. That's that's their recreation. That's their hobby. So we're there for the runners um, with the newest, some of the latest, greatest stuff. they, you know, there are carbon plates and shoes now to make them more springy. They're they're more of a oh. propulsion agent, and also okay. it takes a lot of the weight out of it. You know, and that's a I, I've got sure. a carbon fiber canoe, and and it weighs thirty pounds, and it's just oh it's yeah crazy. It's like throwing a hat yeah. up on your head. You know, so <laughs> the same thing with those shoes. You don't a person shouldn't train with them all the time, but. You know, a couple training runs, and then you go and do the race, and all of a sudden you're you're faster. You don't have sure. that. It doesn't sound like much, but I suppose an extra ounce or two with every step. <laughs> yeah. It probably counts for a lot in 26 miles. Tell us where you're located and what hours you guys are open for business there. Okay. We're at the corner of 40th Avenue West and Grand, and we are open every Monday through Friday, 9 till 7. Saturdays, 9 to 5, and Sundays, noon to 4. Uh, tortoisehairfootwear.com will get you to our website, and you can you can buy right online if you choose, or just look at our website and see what what we have. Absolutely. All right, thank you, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy Stuckel, Tortoise and the Hair, a great family foot store where you can get everything for your feet and so much more. We'll be right back after this quick break. KDAL Time, 1224, the music of Edgar Winter. He won a Grammy, uh, Brad. He won a Grammy for a contemporary blues album uh, just the other day. This album, Brother Johnny, is the album that uh, got him that award. This was eight years in the making. It's a tribute to his brother Edgar I'm sorry, to his brother Johnny, to his brother Johnny, uh, who died in 2014 at the age of 70. And there's a lot of uh, guest artists. This includes on guitar Joe Walsh. Now, these are some of the songs that Johnny Winter covered in his career. So, Brother well, Edgar. I was going to say, that particular song was uh, originally performed and made popular by who? Chuck Berry. 
Chuck Berry. There you go. Yeah, but now, uh, was Chuck Berry was Chuck Berry originally from St. Louis? Yes. Is that where he kind of yeah. Yes. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. A huge. Because inf- I know uh, we were out there for a reunion one time, a Marine reunion, and we happened to be downtown St. Louis in an area. And we're right alongside of a club that I guess he still played in occasionally, but had played in on a regular basis, and they had a bronze statue of him out on the sidewalk. Oh, nice. I've never been to St. Lou. was a very nice deal. So, Brad, there's a couple of things on today's national today calendar. Yes. And one I I think I will, well, I'll let you and your listeners figure this one out. Today is wave all your fingers at your neighbor day. As, as, in other words, not just that middle finger, <laughs> but all of them. I'm like, okay, today's the day we wave all of our fingers at our neighbor, not just one or two. Okay, all right. Now, who comes up with this stuff? <laughs> People that are bored. This might have been developed during the pandemic. I don't know. I'd have to d- uh, dig deep yeah. into this. Um, but my goodness, uh, wave all your fingers at your neighbor today. Yeah, hi neighbor. Yeah, here's. You know, do I got do it with your thumb on your nose, for oh, example, maybe or no? No, no. I don't think not today. Not today. Tomorrow, okay. but not today. All right. You know, I got to tell you, Brad, I've got some of the best neighbors. I've been in my neighborhood now for many, many years, and my neighbors are awesome. I always, every day, is a wave all my fingers at my neighbors. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, uh, speaking of uh, kind of uh, nice tribute days or whatever, did you, you know, right now we're in the throes of the uh, uh, national competition, almost like the Olympics. It's called the Nationals. And it's competition from all the same people that do, uh, this is like the winter nationals. It's the skiers and downhill, uh, you know, ski jumpers and all that kind of stuff. And I was reading through this stuff this morning and all of a sudden i see this name pop off the sheets at me who defeated the olympic champions in national curling competition yesterday did you see whose team won the national championships i, I did jared allen yeah former viking uh, defensive lineman that was great yeah he was the guy that used to after he would make a sack remember he used to get down on one knee and he'd pretend like he's roping a calf yes well, that's pretty impressive that he's... Uh, I actually you know, met that. him here in Duluth. Did you? It okay. was kind of a chance thing. I was tipped off that he was meeting somebody with these special breed dogs or some dogs. And I think okay. they were golden retrievers or maybe Labradors. I don't recall. But this this person said, hey, they're going to be up at uh, Twin Ponds up by Anger Park. Oh, sure. I said, what? He goes, he's, a little right, throwing he's there right jumping. now. And me and a friend, a friend was at my house. I said, do you want to go see Jared Allen? He's like, What? I said, hey, I got a hot lead. We went up there, and after the fact, I felt kind of embarrassed. You know, we were like these, you know, young kids. Did you give it the old uh, gump? Uh, could I have your audience? Yes. Yeah, I actually got a picture of him. I, I said, hey, can we take a picture, and we'll let you go, and then we, uh, you know, let him be. But it's kind of neat. Okay. Yeah, they were up there. They had now, the dogs was, in the water were, at Twin Ponds. And, that's what I was going to yeah. ask. Were they throwing things out for the dogs and letting them do a little they, work? They were doing some routines. They were. And I don't know why he was in Duluth. I don't know why they chose Duluth and Twin Ponds. I don't know any of those details. But this goes back, oh gosh, maybe 10 years ago. 
how about the, how about this deal now? Do you have any idea when he got involved in curling? How he got involved? No. I would assume well, he's got a lot of time. Probably when he was with the Vikings, he probably well maybe somebody that, yeah. being here in Minnesota. But uh, you know, I'm sure financially he's doing well and he's got some time on his hand. And why not? Well, I'll tell you, tonight, uh, I, I want to uh, just, uh, again, when we come back after our CBS news break, I want to get in a little bit of what, what you're going to hear from Biden tonight, what kind of things you're going to see there. Because remember, this is kind of a huge deal, this uh, State of the Union. A lot of times, the politicians will drag people there, and the same thing is going to be tonight. There's going to be people there, some you're going to like, some you may not like. Um, but there will be a lot of discussions. And I, I pulled up a story today. And at first it came it came from the business wire uh, from Duluth, Georgia. And when I saw Duluth, I thought, whoa, no, but it was from Duluth, Georgia. And it was from a company called Prime America, Primerica. They are a uh, they're a New York Stock Exchange company, a leading provider of financial services in the United States and Canada. They recently released a report titled The Financial Condition of Middle-Income American Families Heading into 2023. And in that, in that uh, story, I'm reading uh, the fact that a lot of the middle-income families are borrowing from savings. Like 80%. Well, here's what a couple of highlights, and then I know we're going to have to take our CBS News. Savings has taken a hit. A large majority, 82% of respondents to a Prime America survey either curtailed or have stopped saving for the future or tapped into existing savings to make ends meet as their income has fell beyond the cost of living. Uh, Inflation disproportionately impacts middle-income Americans. In 2022, gas, food, and utility prices remained elevated peaking in the second quarter at 18.2% higher than the previous year. The full CPI peaked at 8.6 in the second quarter. And then they said the other thing that that we are starting to see now is that Prime America surveyed a lot of the businesses and found that at least 5% of all respondents said they have recently missed a debt payment that they had never missed before, yet a significant higher percentage, 18%, reported being delinquent when the quarter ended. So there, no matter what Joe Bo says tonight, there is a lot of economic suffering that is still going on in this country, and we got a long way to go to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. Anyway, we're going to do our CBS News break, folks, and then we'll come back with more here on the afternoon edition of Sound Off. KDAL time is 1236, 32 degrees at Duluth Sky Harbor. We do have a west wind that's uh, sustained at 23 miles an hour, so very uh, windy conditions. Yeah, Yeah. 23 miles out of the west, 32 on the air temp. That changes the uh, wind chill uh, to a 19-degree wind chill. Now, we'd rather have the wind out of the west, though, right, than we would out of the east because that would be across the big lake. Well, this time of the year, it's not that big of an issue. Of course, during the summertime, when everyone around us is nice and warm, and, yes. then, and then you get the east wind. During the summertime, it can be uh, it can be a combination of a relief and kind of a nuisance. So, yeah, we've had uh, we've had times. Uh, you know, we live up there in Zenith Terrace, and we've had times that we've left the hill, and it's been eighty degrees or so at our place. We go downtown to do something, and it's sixty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Duluth, the air-conditioned city. There you go. 
Well, listen, do you remember last winter when you swore you'd do something about those old drafty windows that were costing you a fortune on your heating bill? Well, and now here we are. You're turning on the heat and getting raked over the coals on your heating costs at home. Stop the madness. Have less Grumdahl window and siding install new energy-efficient Infinity by Marvin Ultrex fiberglass replacement windows. They're going to be so tight and warm and efficient. They're energy efficient and protect you and your wallet from excess energy bills. Call Les Grumdahl today at 728-3060 or visit lesgrumdahl.com. So when you need new windows or doors, who are you going to call? Les Les Grumdahl, Duluth (laughs) Central, class of 1975. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I feel bad because last, was it last week, uh, we had started this uh, Grumdahl campaign again. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And Brad, I was doing the podcast and I was listening and doing my thing and I apologize. Well, you heard me call for you. I apologize. <laughs> I was, I can't remember what I was doing here, but I completely missed the cue. I think you were on the phone or something, Kenny, and I, I didn't give you a yeah. bunch of a heads up either, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try Actually, to I think somebody I like was in the, the studio. From time to time, people come into the studio, and I get uh, disrupted, but nonetheless, uh, I'm on the ball now. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, the, the, the other part of this story that I was reading, this Prim America, Prime America, they're a financial institution out of Duluth, Georgia. There were some interesting things on here. Uh, according to uh, the study that they did, only 15% of, sa- of survey respondents uh, in the third quarter planned to spend any money, more money overall than in the fourth quarter. However, more than double that share, 33%, ended up spending more than planned. In other words, basically what they found is that people weren't planning on spending money. Uh, but because of the high cost of inflation and because of everything going up, they had to dip into their savings accounts. When asked about the condition of their personal of their personal finances uh, in Prime America survey, 53% of respondents in the fourth quarter of 2022 reported they were in good or excellent shape. However, this is down from 60% just a year earlier. So... Um, you know, things are not not great yet. Yes, they are starting to get a little bit better. We've seen that even in the Federal Reserve. Um, you know, they were taking three quarters of a percent, even sometimes a whole percent raising the prime interest rate. But this last one was just a quarter of a percent because they see, see things getting a little bit better um, financially. And so... Tonight, we'll, uh, we'll, of course, we'll hear the best of everything from Joe Biden. He'll uh, tell us how wonderful everything is, and we shouldn't worry about anything, and, uh, and we'll see what's happening there. But uh, So tonight, the uh, State of the Union. Now, you're going to have, as I said in the first hour, you're going to have, uh, this, this will be the first time that uh, Joe Biden has given a State of the Union where he's had a divided Congress. He's had he'll have uh, lots of people out in the audience that are that make up the majority of the Republican controlled Congress. And then he'll also have a very tightly Democratic controlled Senate. Uh, They're going to face prospects for major. There's going to be very dim prospects, I should say, for any major legislative wins because, of course, you're going to have to get by the majorities in both those houses. And it's probably not going to happen if it's something that is controversial at all, 
uh, getting passed by the House. Um, but you're going to look tonight for the theme from Joe Biden. You're going to hear him talk a lot about uh, bipartisanship. That's going to be a reoccurring theme. Um, the First Lady is going to bring with her as a guest that kind of the the routine. You remember even during Trump, uh, First Lady uh, would always bring somebody that she wanted to highlight or that Trump wanted to highlight. Uh, well, you're going to have with Jill tonight, you're going to have Brandon Tacey and the mother and stepfather of Tyree Nichols. Uh, that was the uh, young man that was uh, killed by police officers, black police officers in Memphis. And uh, we're, you know, we're finding out now that there was a whole kind of almost like a mafia in the Memphis uh, police department, which these guys were part of. And uh, that's what they're going to look at, trying to break that kind of a mentality up in some of these police departments where they're run almost like their own uh, kind of semi-mafia. Uh, House GOP investigations are going to ramp up. Uh, House Republicans have begun a plethora of probes into Biden and his circle, including his son, Hunter Biden. And I don't know if you noticed, but when he was out at Camp David this last weekend uh, practicing getting ready for the State of the Union, he took Hunter with him. And you wonder why, what that was all about, if it was just a dad and a son spending some dad-son time, or was it maybe putting their um, thought processes together so they would uh, come to the same conclusion yeah. when they're met? We actually, yeah. Brad, have some audio from that encounter between Joe and President Biden, and apparently Joe had a box with him. They suspect there were some documents. Well, here's the soundbite. Okay. This was from the bathroom at the Rehoboth Beach home. We suspect. We suspect, yes. We're not sure, but, you know. Okay, we get don't rid want of to these. taking a court oh, on it, but we're oh, suspecting. Get rid of these. Be. Dad, these here, these, you got to get rid of these. Yeah. Get this, this classified, this this classified Ukrainian thing. Get rid of that. You know, you can say there was a lot of monkey business going on, but that's too light to say, Brad, because we're talking about the president of the United States here, who has now yes. come out and 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 lied about his knowledge of what Hunter was doing. I didn't know what he was doing before he was doing it. All that jazz, and it's just been one lie after another with Joel. And uh, yeah. tonight, will we be able to believe anything he says? And you were talking earlier, Brad. You were talking about what American people think and. The, some of the most recent polls, 37% of Democrats want Joe Biden, or rather, yeah, 37% want Joe Biden to seek a second term. Only 37%. Yeah. 63% of Democrats don't want yeah. President Joe Biden to run for re-election. Now, this was an AP uh, National Opinion Research Center poll. Right. The negativity, right. negativity about the president, the economy... And direction of the country persists. Nine percent of independent voters approve of Biden's handling of classified documents. Nine percent. Nine percent of independent voters. And uh, for the past year, Joe Biden's job approval has remained negative for the past year. Boy, and and I thought it was rather interesting that one of the, the most common concern that these 63% of Democrats came out with, what do you suppose it was, the most common concern that they had? Well, it's going to be climate Biden. change. It's going to be a gender neutrality. It, it's going to be... No. Oh. No. Oh. No. No, it was actually his age. They said, 
at at okay. what is he going to be what 83 I think if he runs again by the time he got elected they're saying yeah, that's that that'd be the oldest president we've ever had in this country well he he's is the oldest starting to show yeah he's already starting to show signs of uh you know age deterioration he's and, 80 uh, Joe is 80 wow. yeah and it must be that would be about right, right? Because he would be about eighty-three if he got elected again. Because he's got almost two years left in this uh, in this cycle. Jill Biden Any- is seventy-one. Yeah. Now, in comparison, Donald Trump is seventy-six. Melania is fifty-two. Ooh. Bernie Sanders is eighty-one. Mitch McConnell is eighty. Now, How do did these? I see? Did I see something the other day that that uh, who's the uh, Who's the elder statesman out of California there? Barbara something or other? Feinstein. Oh, she's Barbara Feinstein. They, uh, they're they now starting to think that she might be having some real deterioration of her mental <laughs> She's conditions. only in her 90s, Brad. <laughs> I think she's, is she 92? <laughs> I, what? I don't know. Anyway, the House Republicans have begun uh, the, the investigation uh, of Biden and his circle, including, of course, Hunter Biden's art sales. In other words, they're wondering, no. how would actually anybody pay back... that kind of money for that kind of crap? Wow. By the way, it's Diane Feinstein. She's 89. Is that what? Okay, yep. Diane. All right. Anyway, President Joe Biden is expected to uh, to take a lot of credit for the booming job market and uh, easing inflation when he speaks to the nation tonight. A good chunk of Biden's speech will be devoted to the economy and uh, things that he wants to see done. Uh, but again, an ABC Washington Post poll released Monday said uh, a lot of people, even 41% of Americans, uh, said they have become worse off financially since Biden took office two years ago. So even though it appears like things are getting a little better financially, it's not so great. Still not so great. So anyway, folks, we've got to take our Minnesota news break, and then we'll come back and wrap up hour number two here on the afternoon edition of Sound Off. If you want to get involved today, by the way, give us a call at 722-0839. That's 218-722-0839, and we'll be right back. KDAL time is 12.53, National Weather Service in Duluth. We do have some sunshine peeking through, so that helps. Currently 31 degrees, 20 on the windshield, northwest wind at 19. Now, that's at the Duluth Airport. I say, Brad, in the studio we have Chris Dahlberg with us. Chris, you popped in the studio again. How nice. Uh, I think you're uh, probably on your way to Pizza Luce for lunch. I, I just came from Pizza Luce. It was a nice uh, okay. spinach salad with a little bit of uh, grilled chicken on the top. <laughs> oh, nice. Very nice. One of my favorites from there, too. It keeps you healthy. It's, so what's happening? Uh, well, we're busy. we got all kinds of stuff going on. So I, I think I'm working on some uh, property dispute issues today, uh, estate planning issues, a, a family law issue. So, you know, I, I guess we always talk about estate planning, but just to let the listeners know, Dahlberg Law Office deals in general practice. So give us a call if you have a legal problem. And, and if it's something we don't cover, such as I've said before, we don't do criminal law, we'll try to refer right. you to somebody we know. But call the Dahlberg Law Office. It's uh, 218 218- Seven two two five eight zero nine. It's two one eight seven two two five eight zero nine. And we're on the web at uh, dalberglaw.com. And and I say I, I wanted to wish happy birthday to Brad Jensen. 
He's with uh, Lake Superior Financial, but you know we sometimes do seminars with Brad down at the Gitche Gammy. Oh, yeah, yes. And so right, I think he right. said he's the big uh, 66. So if you know uh, Brad, say hi to him and uh, wish him happy birthday. Now, are you going to be doing more of those seminars this year again? Chris? Yeah, matter of fact, uh, we we are got plans for it, and I think the dates are going to be sometime in April. I'm going to be down at the uh, home show, and I can't remember when oh, yeah. that is, if it's in the end of March. And then shortly after that, we're going to do two days that we've got planned in. Uh, so, uh, it, you know, stay tuned, listeners, and we'll start to give you more information if you want to come down. But what that is is uh, we give education on estate planning, and then Brad's side talks a little bit about financial planning, which is pretty important at this point with the way markets are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I made the fatal mistake of getting into the market just within the last six months. I say fatal mistake. The, the guy that is uh, doing it is beautiful. He does a great job. But I just got in at the wrong time. You know, well, that, so and you got to, yeah, that's right. You got to uh, think about it for the long haul. And we got our uh, buddy Neil Atkins in the morning. He'd tell you the same thing there. So it's, yep. you know, you just, you, you, you can't, you can't relax. You got to relax. Don't look at trying to jump out the window uh, unless you're on the first floor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. You take care. You have a good day. Hey, thank you, yep. Chris. Bye-bye. Thank you. We got a caller on the line, uh, Dave, who is actually a uh, former military intelligence, Dave. Is that what your uh, format or, or what your FO, or what do they call it, MOS was? <laughs> AFSC. <laughs> There you go. Okay. Uh, Air Force specialty code, yeah, same as your yeah. uh, your MO or what they call it uh, in the military. Your sure, MOS, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brad, what I did was I was in um, electronic intelligence. He went. It, okay. it was. It's a whole separate command. I don't think it's in existence anymore. Uh, I'm virtually back in your era, and uh, okay. but I was I was in there, and uh, we did. Uh, uh, it was called Security Service. Was the command? It's the, it's the comparison at that time to ASA, Army Security Attachment, to have a uh, similar unit. And um, <clears throat> what we did was we did intercept. This is during the Cold War. We did intercept operations. Uh, I specifically was trained to do scrambler systems and okay. inter- intercept the Russian air defense systems and all those pieces. Are all of our copy went right over to NSA and they did all the analytics and everything on it. But the point I wanted to make about the this recent event with the Chinese balloon is yes. um, very seldom were we able to break the codes. There were some things that that could occur that would let us, what we used to call a bust, be able to, the analysts, break the code. Um, but what we spent a lot of our time doing was, uh, for example, we had C-130s that were outfitted with all of our equipment, and we'd fly up along the Finnish-Russian border. And what we're looking for is, we, as we get closer and closer, we're looking for which radar station picks us up. We're looking for, ah, when they do pick okay. us up, who do they, what, what command, what air defense command then takes over the monitoring sure. of us. Uh, if we get closer and closer enough, who actually scrambles planes? What type of planes do they scramble? Who do they communicate with? That was really uh, the importance of our intelligence was understanding all of their networks and all their communications. So um, this balloon coming across, they were, as we're all frantic, everybody's talking to everybody about it in the military, and that's what they're interested in. Where do they pick up this? Who talks to who? Who's in charge? Uh, How does information flow? How does it not flow? By knowing that, they know the weak points. They start to know different, all kinds of 
And I can imagine nowadays the, the, the parameters of what they can analyze is probably very, very much more sophisticated. Oh, than that. yeah. Listen, I wish I had more time to talk to you, Dave. We're out of time this hour, but very interesting stuff. Uh, we'll be back shortly with hour number three, folks.